Hello and bienvenido San Antonio. Welcome to the Alamo Hour, discussing the people, places, and passion that make our city. My name is Justin Hill, a local attorney, a proud San Antonioan, and keeper of chickens and bees. On the Alamo Hour, you'll get to hear from the people that make San Antonio great and unique and the best kept secret in Texas. We're glad that you're here. Welcome to today's episode of the Alamo Hour. My guest today is Art Pruneda. Did I say that right? Pruneda, but close enough. Yeah, close enough. Uh, Art is one of my good friends. Art is also one of the uh, original CrossFit aficionados in the city. Um, he has owned CrossFit Unchained since when? Seven years. Seven years, yeah. Since uh, we, we started, well, we got our affiliate with... CrossFit in December of 2012. Okay. Uh, also, small business owner who had sort of the guts to be one of the first early movers into the east side, I think would be fair to say. Yeah, fair to say. We, I think when we first started looking in that area to open our gym, there was one CrossFit downtown. And then I think by the time we did get our lease and get open, we were the third one there. Yep. Okay. Um, the city's had a hard time getting people to move into the east side, so it's great that you did. You're still in the east side. You're in the near east side, I guess would be the best way to put it, but uh, pretty close to Sunset Station. Yes, very close. Um, about half a mile from Sunset Station, so not too far. Art is one of my good friends, and Art helped me, um, you know, right the ship when I had let health issues go the wrong direction. I didn't have any diagnosis at that point, but I just knew I was eating and drinking and, and being a you know, a slob. So art helped me get everything righted. And I was pretty consistent for about three years and then took about six, nine months off. And now I'm back kind of dipping my toe in the water. So I've got art on here today to talk about, um, a few things. Uh, one of the more important things is staying fit, staying sane, um, staying calm during our impending shutdown, which starts tomorrow. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Before we get started, I want to run through some things with Art. I'm doing top 10 lists with everybody. It's going to change a little bit, but a few things stand the test of time. Uh, for one, I have my dog in here right now as we're doing this. So it's really two guests and a dog, uh, which was the lesser known uh, canceled NBC show. But uh, Art, do you have any pets? Uh, yes, we we have a dog. Her name is Aspen. She is a golden retriever. She is five years old. We Recently got her uh, less than six months ago from a breeder. So our 18-year-old daughter has uh, pretty much coined that we saved her from sex slavery. So she had four litters, um, and now she's ours. So she's an awesome dog. Before her, we did have Abner, who was a basset hound. We had him for 14 years. We got him when he was about six or eight months old and, and had him for his entire life. And we miss him a lot, but... Um, Aspen's been really good. She's a really good dog. A golden retriever named Aspen. I feel like a picture needs to be like a, a f American flag flying <laughs> in the background. I tried a case against a defense lawyer and he got up and he started and he goes, I have two dogs, a golden retriever and a black lab general and scout. And I just knew it was all bullshit. I mean, none of that was true. He was just trying to like paint this picture. Um, next question. What's your favorite spot to eat at in town right now? Favorite spot to eat at in town right now? Gosh, um, right now at the moment, I would have to say favorite spot go to is usually Sweet Yams downtown. Uh, it's not too far from the gym. Um, usually hit them up for lunch. Um, 
really don't go out to eat too much. You know, we, we do a lot of eating at home. Uh, when we, the last few times we have gone out to eat together, my wife and I, uh, the last two times we've uh, been to Marisol's or Marisol's, Marisol's. Marisol's yeah. Um, went there the last two times. Uh, other than that, delicious. it is delicious and the drinks are good. Yeah. So that's about it. We really don't have the new one or the old one. Uh, the one that's over there at a lawn. So the fancy one, the fancy All one. Right. Yeah. It's okay. closer to our house, I guess. All right. Fair enough. So. Um, <clears throat> I always tell people they come to San Antonio. Okay. You should go do these things or you should do those if you have kids. But if you really want a PhD in San Antonio, you need to check out these hidden gems. What is your San Antonio hidden gem that you recommend to people? So we, being in the east side, very close to downtown, we get a lot of traveling CrossFitters. So what we usually recommend for them, uh, depending on how many times they've been in San Antonio, um, you know, once or twice or even how long, we always recommend heading to the Pearl. Um, there's just so much down there now in regards to restaurants, uh, little bars. They got that food court now. Um, they've got shops. So it, it's a really good spot for for people who are visiting to go and hit, even if you have lived in San Antonio all your life, um, maybe you live outside 1604 somewhere or, or, you know, out by SeaWorld, if you're going to hit downtown, definitely go check out the Pearl. That's usually where I'll tell people to go. After that, um, any of the missions, you know, there's a lot of history involved, not only in the Alamo, but even the other missions that are a little bit further south. I lived here five years before I knew what the other ones even were. Yeah. And I, and I got there and thought, what in the hell have I been doing this whole time? I yep. mean, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're really nice and a lot of history. So we'll usually, we'll usually recommend people go and do that. So, um, for us, you know, for us at the gym or me personally, just talking to people that are visiting us, it's always, you got to go hit the pearl. Um, if you've got, sometimes we have, uh, families coming in with kids. So got to go hit the children's, the new museum down oh, off yeah, of Broadway. Yes. Go yeah. hit that. And, um, and then definitely of course, you know, walk the river just once don't spend, you know, all three days there. It's like, just go walk it once. You'll see everything. And then, you know, venture out. So, um, your wife is a San Antonio police department officer. Uh, I think y'all are pretty involved with church, but what outside of your professions, activities, nonprofits, church, any other groups, what, what do y'all do outside of that? You know, right now we used to be involved in a lot, um, but recently with our kids, you know, we've got two high schoolers, we've got one in college, um, we've got one on his own, uh, our, our youngest are seniors. We've kind of put a lot of any extra stuff on hold for at least these last uh four years since, uh, since Alicia started on with PD and we started and our kids got into high school. Um, but before that, yeah, we were involved with our church, um, with the church, they would do things with the food bank. Uh, we were at uh, Bandera road community church, which then went to city church downtown. And, and, uh, now, um, they recently changed the name to, uh, the tribe or something like that. I, I don't know for sure. Cause it's been, it's probably been about a year or two since we've been in that church. So now kids, that's your kids. hobby right now. Yeah, yeah. Kids are our hobby and our last two are seniors. And now with the shutdown, they're doing school from home. So they're at home all day and, fun. and yeah, it's been fun. Um, had a talk with them just recently, uh, last night actually about, you know, this is a taste of what it's going to be like when they finish school. So you know, don't get used to just sitting around and doing nothing. You better start getting out there looking for work, you know, getting, getting things done. No more sitting, playing video games till two 30 in the morning or going and hanging out with friends. You know, um, your mom and I, we go to bed early cause we both have to get up early. So y'all got to be in the house by seven. You got to be, you know, quiet by 10. And if you don't like it, you can move out. 
So that was a good talk yesterday. Do you have any odd, odd hobbies? Um, gosh, odd hobbies, computers, you know, I've always been, I've always been involved with computers at some point. My, my college degree, I got a degree in information systems. Uh, so I started doing software development. Um, the first year that I was doing software development, uh, my coworkers, they got me into, into online gaming and counter-strike counter-strike that was back then. Yeah. Condition zero. Now it's changed over the years, but so I started building computers. And so since then it's, it's, uh, I still, man, I was going through my garage recently and just throwing out a bunch of old computer stuff that has been sitting there and it's pretty obsolete, but you know, I still, my son, he's doing a lot of online gaming. So I, I recently built a new computer and, and started doing some gaming with him online, which, uh, the computer got put away probably about a month ago because I hadn't been on it for about six months. But there was a time for probably about a good six to eight months that he and I were doing some gaming together. So it was fun. We're going to get into this more. Um, what is your recommended shelter-in-place activity? Mine's going to be Netflix. Yeah. Um, right now, mine is probably playing with Aspen. She is, yeah. you know, she's being a rescue dog. She's just been very timid. She lived in a kennel all her life uh, being with the breeder. So we're trying to slowly get her out of her shell. And, and so just spending time with her and, and having her feel comfortable around us enough to where she won't just go lay on her bed all the time. So she'll actually come up, you know, she'll engage and, and, and talk. So that, that has been my you know, my favorite, favorite thing to do right now. Winning over your dog's love. Winning over my dog's love. Yeah. You know what? And, and the funny thing is this, that when we talk about her is, um, we went out and we bought her a bunch of toys and she does not want anything to do with any of the toys that we bought her. I took an old towel and I cut it in strips, tied a knot in it, gave it to her. She will tear that thing up. (laughs) So she, yeah, she's, she's funny. She won't, she won't touch toys, but an old towel or something, she just goes to town on it. All right, so I and most people in their youths followed some terrible trends. I had a mullet um, during the crisscross, crisscross days. I wore overalls. Uh, I was probably in third grade then, so it's excusable, I think. What terrible trend did you follow? Gosh, um, Jerbo jeans. That was no. That wasn't a terrible trend. How that, was that not? That now? was a sign of status. I couldn't afford Jabot. What are you Dude, talking I got, about? I got all mine from Solo Serve. Well, I don't. They were the irregulars. Solo Serve is a cup. I thought is a what? A cup? No, you're that. See, that wasn't until after after YouTube. Okay, well, let's not do the humble brag because honestly, let's saying not. your terrible trend was <laughs> how much money you had because I couldn't afford Jabot. I wore Arizona jeans back then. Just it was so. all, it was all, it was all a facade, man. Anything I would else? Get them, I would get them at no. Jinkos. I didn't do no. K Swiss. <laughs> Again, oh my yeah. God. No, I was that prep. Yep. Okay, so you were a jerk back then, obviously. Pretty much, yeah. All right, when did you move to San Antonio? Um. Yeah. When I was three years old, my dad was, uh, all my family is from San Antonio. Um, my dad was in the Navy. So we were actually, he was actually stationed out in California in 29 Palms. So I was born in 29 Palms when I was about two or three was whenever he was done. So that's when we moved back to San Antonio. So people will ask me, you know, if I'm from here and I'll tell them, yeah, you know, I, I've lived here all my life, but I'm not, I wasn't born here. So I think you know. since three is long yeah. enough to be your long whole life. Enough. Yeah. 45 years out of my 47. Yeah. Favorite Fiesta event. Gosh, favorite Fiesta event has got to be Nyosa, but like on the Tuesday or, you know, not Thursday, the first day it opens when it's not crowded, you go early, you can walk around, you can get food, 
you know, that would probably be my favorite thing. Cause you just, you can see a lot and taste a lot, uh, when it comes to the different cultures that are out there. But so I've got three King William fairs. I've got one guy that said, uh, Neosa. So Neosa, he doesn't nice. really do that stuff. You're the first Niosa because it's usually just kind of a cluster. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question. What is the best excuse you've heard in a CrossFit class? Gosh, the best excuse. I, oh, I, I can't do that, coach. I, I blah, blah. I don't have time. Yeah. That's. You don't have time? People say they don't have time. I'm too busy. I, I feel like there's a better one. Like I got bursitis or something, you know, these <laughs> made up things. Um, no, no. You know, um, not in CrossFit class. I mean, we, we don't get too many excuses. I tried everyone. You've tried, but I don't when, know you When said. I was in CrossFit, I, I would go up in front of drop-ins who would take my space in front of the fan. I would tell them I had a medical condition that I had to have the fan. And it, it never did not work. No, Every yeah. single time it worked. It was your gym, so they, yeah. would, they would move. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know you. I mean, you know, you do what you can. If they had, if they had challenged me, I wasn't going to fight them about it. But, <laughs> you know, I'm a sweater. I needed it. Okay, I got Art on here today. I want to talk about a few things. Um, every gym in town, it seems, is doing a how to stay in shape during the lock-in. And I think for a lot of people, it's not about staying in shape. I think it's more about maintaining some sort of semblance of routine and mental health and just getting out and sweating and getting that stress out of your body. So let's talk about a few things. Um, one is there any any place you're posting information for the general public about workouts or anything like that? Or do you have any recommendations where they could go and look? You know, right now there's 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 a lot out there, especially with this uh, nationwide shutdown. Lots of gym, including mine. Um, if you go to our website, unchainedaf.com, we have an at-home page, which is our blog that we are putting workouts uh daily workouts on, um, these workouts, they can easily be done with somebody using a backpack, you know, in, inside the backpack, you can put a couple of objects to, to change the weight. And so a lot, a lot of gyms right now are doing stuff like that. So anybody, even if you've never had a gym, you've never had a gym membership, um, you've never had guidance. Now's the time to get online, find a gym that's doing this and just start moving around, you know, follow the videos, um, some gyms are doing uh, Zoom classes, so it's like a virtual meeting. Everybody signs in, everybody does a workout together, and then and then you know you're done. Um, some will do some will pre-record a, a, an hour long class, and and you can watch that. Huh. Some just do little tips of movements and stuff so that you can see what the movement's supposed to be like. For people that don't know, what is CrossFit? I mean, it's a scary, you know, nutty, weird world of people for the people that don't know. So what is CrossFit? CrossFit, it's a strength and conditioning program. Have you heard of Zumba? <laughs> Have I heard of Zumba? Yeah. Everybody's heard of Zumba. Zumba Zumba's more conditioning than strength. They don't use weights. Have you heard of like boot camp classes? I have. Okay. Uh, boot camp is a strength and conditioning, but the the strength part, the weights in a boot camp class generally won't be more than like 25 or 30 pounds. Um, and that's like a combined weight. Like if you have two dumbbells in a boot camp class, one's going to, they're both going to be 15, maybe 20 pounds and that's it. Um, CrossFit CrossFit, it's, it is a strength and conditioning. It combines weightlifting, uh, gymnastics, and conditioning movements. 
you can have all three of those in one workout one day. The next day you could have two of them. The next day you could have one of them. Um, it's always going to be different. We don't we don't typically follow any type of routine like uh, back in my college days. You know, I'd go into the gym. I'm sure you did the same thing on, on Wednesdays. It was, you know, back in biceps. And then on Tuesday it was chest and triceps. And then on 20 minutes of Wednesday, cardio to yeah, start. Yeah. Maybe even yeah. that, you know, walking on a treadmill for right. 20 minutes. Yeah, that was my. So, you know, that, that, that mundane type of the same thing over and over and over again. Um, we don't, we don't follow that. You know, we, we like to CrossFit's all about doing different workouts, um, workouts that are going to help you be better outside of the gym in your, in your regular life, whether you're going to be carrying, you know, all the groceries into your car, you're going to be helping a friend move from a one story apartment to a three-story apartment, you know, you're going to be carrying stuff. Or just an impromptu walking on your hands contest, you know, yes, this could probably who knows? happen. You know, lots of things happen when alcohol. When I was trying to pitch to people, I always said CrossFit's like having personal training with a class of eight people. I mean, yes. it always felt like you walked in and you had a fairly personalized workout that was very different that you would not have thought out on your own. And you had a coach that was going to be involved enough that it was almost like personal training. That's, that's how I always felt about it. And that's actually, and that's actually how it started. Um, CrossFit started with somebody doing personal training. They got really busy. So they started to do two, three, four people at the same time. And then it just evolved from there to kind of being like a group fitness. We're going to show people how to move. We're going to model it as they're moving. We're going to correct their movement. You know, it's not like a room full of 30 to 40 people and I'm standing on a stage and you're just following, trying not to bump into the person next right. to you. You know, it is not like that. Uh, a lot of CrossFit classes in town and even, you know, around the world, they average anywhere from 10 to maybe 20 people. Um, the bigger the classes, of course, you're going to have more coaches. Some, some gyms do, some don't. It's just, you know, they're all different, but... You know, if you find, if you're looking for something different and you find a CrossFit gym, visit it for a while, take a couple of classes, assess how many people are there, assess, you know, how many coaches are there, what's that, you know, uh, member to coach ratio in each class, um, and then, and then you know, make your decision. If you don't like one, go to a different one because they're, they're different. It's like, it's like trying Italian food, but you go to one restaurant and their sauce is too thick and, well, you're not going to not eat Italian. You're just going to go find another Italian restaurant. Why did you get into coaching CrossFit? What was the draw to you? The draw to me was that, so my wife and I, when we found CrossFit, we were actually on our way to being entrepreneurs. We we're trying different types of businesses. And, and of course we, you know, we started, we were previously before CrossFit, we were doing a boot camp class at a, at a regular big old big gym and spending time in that gym, working out, I'm sure every guy has that thought. I wish I could do this, you know, for a living, but I don't know how to open up a big gym like this. Well, then when we found CrossFit and we saw how it was more of the the mom and pop type of gym shop, um, my wife and I, we sat down, talked about it, and we were like, we can do this. So let's see what, you know, what uh, owning a CrossFit gym is going to look like and, and start talking to owners. And, and then we just took it from there. Well, there's got to be a lot of hurdles along the way. I, I've known you long enough to have seen some of the hurdles you, you've gone through, go through. Um, talk to me about sort of what the most rewarding portions of, of doing CrossFit are. I mean, for me personally, I mean, you helped me without knowing it get my life back on the right path when 
you know, work and life and everything just sort of creates the wrong direction and you want to get right. And sometimes you need a shock to your system. Tell me about some of these great, you know, experiences you've had in helping people sort of get on the path that they're trying to get on. I think for me, it is, it is more about helping people become conscious of the choices that they make outside of the gym. When you walk into the gym and you're about to do a workout. If you're, if you're dying in this workout, your coach is usually, is usually going to ask you, why do you think you feel the way you feel? You know, did you eat today? Um, did you sleep? Did you, did you drink, you know, all these kinds of questions and it, and, and, and it's more about, are those good choices? If this is what you want to do, if you want to be fit and you want to be healthy, do you think having six beers every single night is going to help you get there. And most of the time people will come to that realization that no, it's not it, you know, but that doesn't mean stop drinking beer. It's just means don't have six every night, you know, wait until the weekend and have two or three, but don't not in excess. Make better life choices. Yes. It's, it's about helping people make, make better life choices. And a lot of the times, you know, we see as a CrossFit coach, uh, as a gym owner, we see people for maybe about an hour a day, three to four times a week. Um, and, and every now and then you get to talk to somebody and really, really talk to them and figure it out, figure out and see like how life has changed. Um, and a lot of times they'll just come up and tell you recently, we had a member that joined us and her goal was to lose 20 pounds. And she went to the doctor and they told her you're overweight you're, you know, you've got some thyroid issues, you know, we might have to put you on medication, you need to lose some weight, you know, we'll have you test again in about three months, and then and we'll see where you at. So we'll see where everything's at. So she came in with us. Um, she started, we got her, you know, changing, changing life habits and, and changing her lifestyle. Um, in about two months, she lost 20 pounds. And then one day, she just came and told me she's like, Coach, I, I had I went to the doctor, I had my blood work and they said, my thyroid's fine. You know, you cured me. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. You did it. You know, you just, I just, I was just the tool. You, I gave you what you needed to do. You did it. Even at home when you weren't here, you changed your eating. You even got your, your husband and your kids to change their eating. You know, that's what did it. So when I hear stories like that, you know, yeah, it makes me feel good that, that I had that much of an influence on somebody's life to change it for the better, knowing that their, their health for a long period of time, you know, this isn't something that, that this one person did for, you know, two, three months, six months now. She's been with us for six months. It's not something that she's just going to do for six months. You know, she's in her 40s, so she knows, like, this has to be my life for the rest of my life. Otherwise, bad things are going to happen. Right. And so that's what, I, that's what I think for me I get the most out of it is just knowing that, you know, in the long term, helping somebody make, you know, a few changes today that are going to exponentially get bigger as they get older and, and, you know, as the years pass that that's, what's going to help them. So it's not, it's not so much, what did I do for somebody today, but how that's going to affect them, you know, five, 10 years from now. And, and, um, recently, you know, I, I, I was going through, yeah, uh, first world problems, right. Um, I, my iCloud got full. And so I had to go in there and start deleting pictures and videos and, and I went as far back as like six years and I had pictures and videos of, of some of our athletes. And I was just like, wow, I didn't even, 
I didn't even realize that Jose has been with us for six years and I had pictures of him. I even found a, a, some videos of you and I sent you yeah. some clips. Yeah. And, and so, you know, looking at you then, um, you know, it, it's just, it's just different, you know, and, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure watching that video, you know, caused you to think like, wow, you know, what was I doing back then that I'm not doing now? And, you know, taking the break, you know, I want to get back to where I was and not necessarily doing the same things, but just feeling that way. And so, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, you're starting to make a few changes and, and, um, getting back to where you were. And, and that's what this that's is the about. goal. Yeah. I mean, when I wanted to get into it and look, I have a long past of, of competitively lifting power lifting. I mean, I, I wasn't walking in as an amateur. I was walking in with somebody with a lot of experience in the weightlifting world and, you know, CrossFit interested me because I knew it'd be a challenge. So I tried a different CrossFit and you just, I felt like I was on an Island. Like you know, people were very clickish. And I think that's something probably some listeners will think, oh, I don't want to go there. It'll be very uncomfortable for me. So I tried that for about a month or two. I said, well, I'm not doing that. I went back to, you know, being a, being a blob. And, and then I, I saw y'all's was on my way home from work and I, checked with a friend who I knew, knew you all. And I knew, I wasn't going to know anybody there. And I went and I wore, you know, like people do, I wore my fat shirt and, you know, I went to the six thirty class cause I knew I wouldn't, that was the least attended class according to you. And it was a long road, but I think a lot of people have that discomfort of just one being uncomfortable in front of new people who know what they're doing. And two, stepping into a situation where you don't know what to expect. What do you have to to say to people that are thinking, I would love to do CrossFit, but that, that shit's scary to me. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very scary situation. So what would you tell them about trying to alleviate those fears so they can at least give it a shot? I would tell them to come to our gym. You know, that, that's what I would say. Just come. Why is yours different? There, you know, there's probably about 30 to 40 CrossFit gyms in and around San Antonio. Um, CrossFit, if you research CrossFit online, what you're going to see are a lot of the CrossFit games, which are like professional CrossFit athletes. It's like, it's like typing in basketball in Google and all you see are the Spurs, the Lakers, that's it. You know, so when you see them playing at that level, the first thing you're going to think is like, I can't do that. You know, so some gyms in, in San Antonio and, and CrossFit gyms, that's what they are. They're about that competition. They all have their own personality. They do. You know, they're about looking better naked or, or you know, being the best and being the strongest, being the fastest. You know, I believe that that my wife and I, we believe that CrossFit is a strength. It's a, it's a program that is developed for the average person um, who doesn't have a lot of knowledge about working out and they want some guidance. Um, and so those are the people that we like to help. Uh, we're not about going the fastest or being the strongest. It's more important for us to have you show up and move around than whether you lifted 300 pounds today. That's what. And your class, I always tell people your classes are full of normal people. Yes. I mean, these aren't people that are going to like blow the doors off and put a bunch of videos up on the internet about how strong they are. These are working people. Some of them are older, a lot of women, and they are there to try to stay healthy. Yep. And that, and that's, and the only way to find that is to come and see us. Yeah. You know, you've got to, you've got to step out of your comfort zone just for a little bit, go to a gym, take like one or two classes 
And you'll know within one or two classes whether it's for you or not. And if if you go to one and it's not for you, go to another one. Don't 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 go to a CrossFit gym and I don't want to call it a bad experience, but it just wasn't the experience you were looking for. Go find another one. If you don't find it there, go find another one. There are so many CrossFit gyms. I've 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 had the privilege of 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 knowing and still talking to a lot of the owners in San Antonio of CrossFit gyms. So I know that there are a lot of different personalities. Um, so the the personality of the owner and of the people that that they have there, that's what their gym is about. And you know, if you're listening to this, whatever your personality is, there are other people out there that are like you and you're going to be able to find that in a CrossFit gym. 60 days. That was my mentality. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to do it 60 days. And if I like it, I'm going to do it six months. One, once you find a good one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, and I gave the other one 60 days too, and still yeah. felt like an outsider after 60 days. And well, I was that, done. that was maybe too long, but <laughs> yeah, you pay for two months though. You're going to stick around for True. two months. Yeah. I'm cheap. Yeah. Um, I think another thing to point out is people see these crazy movements. Oh, you're on, you know, you look like a gymnast and doing all these crazy jumps. Everything's modifiable too. I mean, people can come in and say, I can't jump on a box that's 30 inches high. Yeah. We have a, we have a box that four, that's four inches high. Yeah. It, yeah. And maybe can, you can step on it if you can't jump on exactly. it. Exactly. And then maybe in six months you can jump on it. Right. Yeah. If we take it from four inches. We go to eight from eight. Maybe we go to 16 from 16. Maybe we'll go to 20, you know, whenever you're ready to do it. That's how we see it. You know, as long as you're coming in and you're getting your workout in and you're moving around. You know, that's that's the first start in, in making different choices. So let's talk about this. People are stuck in their house right now. They're going to be stuck in their house for at least 15 days. Um, I want to talk about a few things with you. I want to talk about, you okay? Yeah. Just made a crazy face. Oh, it's my knee. I want to oh. talk to you about sort of making good nutritional choices while yes. you're stuck inside because honestly, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to eat a frozen pizza tonight. I think, I think we're, I think it's too late for that. If you've been to the grocery store and seen what's gone from the shelves, it's too late to make healthy choices right now. <laughs> okay. So I think there's a few angles to this. Let's talk about first making healthy choices and not doing boredom eating. Yes. What do you, how do, how do we avoid that? I mean, I sit on the couch and I think, oh, well, I wasn't hungry, but now I'm hungry. I want to go eat that thing. Yes. Um, best thing to do. So boredom eating, you can't avoid it. You're going to get bored and you're going to want to eat. So it's more about what you make available to yourself to eat. If you've got three different kinds of bags of chips, guess what you're going to go for? The three different kinds of bags of chips. If you have three different kinds of fruit instead of bags of chips, guess what you're going to go for? One Bags of those of chips. Yeah. Well, I said, if you didn't have, did you chips. just compare fruit to chips? No. Oh. What I'm comparing is what's available to right. you is what you're going to go for. Carrots is one of those things. I know if I keep around, I'll eat and they make me full and yeah. I'm not totally dissatisfied. Yeah. And yeah. you know, there's a lot, of, there's a, there, there are so many healthy choices out there instead of eating um, processed food. But that's the main thing is, is if you want to see, um, what you can change in your life when it comes to eating. The first thing you need to realize is what you're eating, you know, and, and most people, they only, they only really, really consider what they're eating right at that moment um, or what they're going to eat. Um, did you eat lunch today? Yes. What did you eat? Carrots and a smoothie. Carrots and a smoothie. Um, did you eat lunch on 
last Wednesday? I don't know. See, that's my point. Yeah. Is that people, did you eat lunch on Friday? This Friday? Yeah. See, you have to think about it. First thing to do is start journaling. Journal for a week. Don't change anything. Journal for a week so je- so you can just see what it is you're eating and what you're and and how much of that you're eating. Um, and then from that journal, you can start looking at like, wow, I eat too much of this or I eat too much of that. And that's what pretty much gets people to the position that they're at, whether they're overweight or not. It's not because of of um, it's not because they're eating too much of something. Like I I. I have people tell me all the time, you know, I don't know why I'm overweight. I only eat once a day. It's like, well, that number one, that's why you're overweight because you only eat once. But what are you eating that one time? You know, you got to look at that also. And so once you start, you know, take a journal for a week, anything that you eat, anything that you drink, just write it down um, and then look at it and then and then pick a couple of items out of that that, you know, aren't healthy and stop eating them, Uh, replace them with something else. And, And it doesn't have to be a lot. It could be one or two items out of the seven things that you eat a day that now you know you eat because you've written it down yeah, and maybe replace it with something else. Do that for 30 days. After those 30 days, do it again. Take two more items off, you know, and just start making those little changes over a longer period of time. I think that's great advice in the, in the larger picture. What about right now? Right now we're in a, we're in a, we're in a quarantine. It's kind of, it's kind of too late for that, you know, in the sense that, I've already done my shopping. I already went to the grocery store and I hoarded everything that I could. I'm kidding. We didn't. But there are people out there that already did. So now they have all these boxes of processed foods and pastas and chips and just all this bad stuff. What are they going to do with it? I know you, you have no choice but to eat it now. So if... You know, if you're if you're one of those latecomers, like, you know, this was going to end tomorrow and now you're realizing that it's not... Um, Grocery stores, every time my wife and I go to the grocery store, we get meat, we get vegetables. We never have a problem finding meat and vegetables. You know, um, if we want some pasta, yeah, the pasta's gone. But we don't eat pasta every day. You know, so it's about making... Beautiful people in great (laughs) shape. Some of us like pasta. Yes, some of us like... I like pasta. Pasta's Okay, so it sounds like we don't have any grand advice for how to eat through the quarantine because apparently everybody already shopped like crap. Yep, pretty much. How do you stay active? What let's let's just structure a workout in a way that people can use it moving forward. Um Okay. What are we looking at? So are we looking at, oh, sit on your couch, sit and be fit, or should people go out and do some squats and lunges? We're allowed to go to the parks. How can we use that to our to our advantage? Go to the park. Um, depending on what your fitness level is, start walking around. Um, walk around for just do a nice little easy, slow walk for about two to three minutes. And then for the next two minutes, pick up the pace on the walk. And then for the next three minutes, easy walk. Pick up the pace, slow the pace, pick up the pace, slow the pace. Start with that. By moving slowly and then moving quickly for a short interval of time, that's going to get your heart rate up. And then you start moving slow again. It's going to bring the heart rate. The heart rate elevating a little bit, going down, elevating, going down. That's going to, number one, help start to boost your metabolism. So now you're going to, your body's going to start thinking like, okay, um, I can start burning some fat. Or so I speed can start, up, slow down. Speed, speed up, up, slow down. down. Speed up, yes. Um, doing movements. And, and you don't have to, you know, people don't need to work out for an hour or three hours a day. It's doing something in a 30-minute window. The, of course, the, the higher the intensity on the workout, it's always going to be better. But 
you know, my high intensity compared to your high intensity, they're going to be different levels. I've seen you work out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. You've seen me work out recently. <laughs> I work out when you work out. So, um, there was a time, there was a time. So, you know, get, getting around, um, picking something out the next walk that you go on, carry something, just carry something. It doesn't matter what it is. Carry a weight, you know, get a backpack, put some stuff in it. Doesn't need to be heavy and carry that. Just adding a load to you moving around is going to change um, what that workout is going to be. But right now, the main thing is, is, is you just got to get out. You can't be in quarantined and being told, you know, if you're not going to the grocery store, you have to stay at home. Yes, but you can still go outside. In your parks are still open. Yes, parks are still open. Um, you know, they don't want people walking around on the river walk, you know, go on the the trails or, no, or I said I said park. Park. Yes. <laughs> that's what I mean. The river walk is not a park. It's not. That's yeah. why I said they don't yeah, want no, people fair. walking down there. But people are gonna think that, you know, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go walk on the river. No, don't. Um go to a park. Uh, go on some of the trails. Now the, the trails, oh my gosh, San Antonio has put so many paved bike trails out there, you know, go find one and go walk around. You can pull up to almost any street nowadays, and there's going to be a parking lot that you can park to get on this trail. You know, they've done a lot. So, so go and walk on those trails, find some stairs somewhere, walk up and down the stairs. Um, if you're at home, you know, go online, do a search for a body weight workout. You know, you'll see things like doing, you know, 20 sit-ups, 20 push-ups. And they don't need to be, you know, the military-style push-up. They can be like a knee push-up. You know, you can do a push-up to an elevated surface. But all this stuff now, man, there's there's so much on YouTube and online that, that you know, social media, just hashtag workout, search for it, and you're going to find a lot of stuff out there. Let me ask you this. I, if somebody wants to start at CrossFit, you require them to do what's called an elements class. Um, if I've got any listeners that are sitting here for 15 days and they're deciding I'm going to make a life change and in 15 days when I get out, I'm going to go meet Art and I'm going to go start CrossFit. Is there anywhere they could look and say, you know what, I want to start learning what I'm going to need to know. Is there any way they can get any of that information right now on these 15 days they're sitting on the couch? Um, not, or what are the movements that you teach them? So that's not some, so it's, it's going to be different for all CrossFit gyms. There's not a standard that's, that is, that is available. No, I'm talking about you at my for gym, CrossFit Unchained. for CrossFit Unchained. If you go to, if you go to our website, crossfitunchained.com, um, we do have a link on there that says elements. When you click on that link, it'll give you a little bit of information, um, we're basically going to run you through some of the most common movements that you'll see in a CrossFit class. Um, box jumps, wall ball shots, uh, push-ups, sit-ups, kettlebell swings, um, even Olympic lifting movements like cleans, snatches, jerks. We will walk you through all that stuff. You know, people are like, well, I've never done a snatch before. That's okay. We're not going to have you doing snatches, uh, doing a snatch movement with weight. It's going to be uh, like a broomstick or a PV stick. You know, we're going to show you what the movement is. We're going to have you move. We're not even going to do any weight yet. You know, we do a whole week of pretty much one-on-one, -on -one, almost private training type of class in order to get you ready to understand and just have an idea of what a movement is and where you're going to start. Um, for example, a box jump, standing in front of a box and jumping on top of it. Usually in a workout, 
it's suggested that a male use a 24 inch box and a female use a 20 inch box. During our class, we're going to start you with like a four inch and take you to a 10 inch. And if we get you to a 12 and that's where you're comfortable, you know, in our beginners course, then when you get to class, you already know there's that 12 inch box when we're doing box jumps. And that's what I'm doing. Even though the workout on the board says 24 inches, I'm doing 12. And that's what our beginners course is all about. So we give you an intro, have you get you to a starting point. So when you are in a class with, you know, eight to 10 other people, you already have an idea of what's going on. You have an idea of what the class, how it's going to flow from our, our little briefing intro to our warm up to maybe our strength to the conditioning part, then to our cool down. And then of course, high fives. And if it's Friday, we have free beer. So. I've never gotten a free beer at the gym. You've never been there Friday evening. What um, what should somebody expect if they're going to try to join your CrossFit? I think it's a two-week elements class. Yeah, we have a couple of options now. When we first started, it was a two-week elements class. Um, uh, we still have that option, but we are, we are also doing a three-session uh, one-on-one private training um, which is, it's the, when, if you're talking price, it's the same price. Uh, we just do the private training more to your schedule. Uh, the other, cl- the other two week one, it's, it's, uh, five classes in the evening at seven thirty, And then after that, the, the two week intro, um, you get a week of regular classes. So you're pretty much committing to two weeks. And after the two weeks, if you feel it's not for you, then that's it. You know, you're done. Um, there's no obligation or anything. Uh, the, the, the private track is more for somebody who's like, who, who wants to give it a month, you know? And so they're going to give it a month. They want to get their three done really quick and then jump into regular classes because they're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you're really good about working with people who have sort of high demanding jobs and things like that. That's what I've always appreciated, uh, worth working out with you. Um, okay. So let's do a little bit of a speed ball here. Um, single best movement somebody can do if they want a single body workout, like a whole body workout with a single movement, a burpee. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I yeah. hate those. Yeah. Hate everybody those. hates some, um, burpees are, we and can for even people go, that don't know you so, standing down to a push up position, push up, stand up again and jump. Um, yes. Technically a burpee, technically a burpee. Uh, the easier way to say it is, um, you started a standing position. I want you to lay down on the ground on your stomach from laying down on your stomach. I want you to get up. That's a burpee and that's it. No jump. You don't need to jump. No lay down from a standing position, lay on the floor on your stomach, get up off the floor, off your stomach. That's a burpee. Okay. Yeah. Now if you want to do them really fast, then you know, that changes the movement just a little sure. bit. Yeah. How long should somebody expect if, if they're saying, you know what, I'm out of shape. I need to get in shape. What are you going to tell them in terms of, okay, we'll give it, this many months of making good choices before you'll start to see something. It, it all depends on what the person's doing outside the gym. You can, you can come and you can be the hardest worker in the class five days a week. But if you're treating your body, you know, really bad outside of the I'm gym. I'm saying somebody's going to listen to your advice, nutritionally sleep, workout. How long before they start to see changes? Two months. Two months. I think that's fair. People think, oh, I'm going to get this done real quick, but that's just not the truth of it. No, I mean, you can take a shortcut and, you know, you can drop 20 pounds in like two to three weeks, but it's not going to be healthy. 
it's going to you'll be, just end up gaining the weight right yeah. back. Yeah. If you want to make a good lifestyle choice, eight weeks. Um, if somebody wants to join CrossFit, um, is there any age limitation? No. Uh, is there any weight limitation? No. Um, do they have to have a history of doing any sort of physical activity? Uh, like high school sports or college sports? No. Okay. Anybody anywhere can come join CrossFit and they're going to be able to find a way to do it. Correct. When I worked out there, there was a man in a wheelchair who came and worked out, out with us every so often. Um, workouts were made for him. Yep. And then we had people, I mean, I saw some people that had to be in their 80s there on occasion. I yep. mean, we had the full range of people. Yep. I yeah. think that, yeah, we've, I mean, we've, we've done kids classes. We've done teen classes. Uh, we've done uh, silver sneaker classes. Um, so everything, everything in between, you know, and, and, it's, and it's interesting because it's always, you know, everybody, minus the kids, you know, everybody's doing the same workout. It's just a different version for you depending on where your fitness level is at. And that's the responsibility of the coaches to make sure you're at your level and you're not doing anything that's going to cause you any harm or, or potentially get you injured. A lot of people are going to be sitting on their couch for the next two weeks. And if they want to reach out to you and learn more, how can they reach out to you? They can go to our website, crossfitunchained.com. Um, go to our contact page, fill out the form and yeah, send us and a And you are, will respond. Yes, I will. I, I, I will respond or Christina will respond. Yeah. Okay. Either one of us. Anything else you want to add for our people that are going to be stuck in their houses and want to maintain some sort of level of mental and physical fitness? It's more, I think it's more important now to, to just get outside. Even if it's just to go walk around your street, walk around your neighborhood, get outside your house for about 20 to 30 minutes every day. Go Avoid for cabin fever. Avoid it. Yes. Yeah. That, that isolation thing, it's bad, you know? Um, and, and yes, I can FaceTime with my aunt who lives down the street you know, that I shouldn't go visit because she's in the high risk group, but I should walk down to her street, knock on her door, wave to her through her window rather than do the FaceTime because then I'm getting out of my house and yeah, the cabin fever. Don't, don't be stuck in your house. Fair Gotta enough. Get out. Art, thank you for joining us. That does it for this episode of the Alamo hour. Huge art to uh, huge. Thank you to art Pernietta who owns CrossFit unchained here in San Antonio. You can reach out to him. Um, and ask more questions. I'll put his name and, and contact information on our website. Our next episode um, will be coming up soon. We have a lot of great guests to choose from. Don't know who it's going to be right now, but I promise it'll be somebody good. Our guest wish list continues. Coach Pop, Robert Rivard, Jackie Earl Haley. Come on, talk to us. If you know them, help us. If not, we'll see you next episode. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Alamo Hour. You are all what make this city so great. We hope you join us next week. In the meantime, subscribe to our podcast. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash alamohour or our website, alamohour.com. Until next time, viva San Antonio.